On this week's episode of Bungalower and the Bus, we are on a, on a bus. bus. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the bus, John Bustecker. And this is Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com, your source for hyperlocal news. And Brendan, we are on a bus. What? Is yes. that what this is? We are on a bus. <laughs> I, my name is Bus, and we are on a bus. Bus on a bus. Bus on a bus. So right now, we are in downtown Orlando. We are hanging out on the limo, which is the fancy name for the downtown bus. It's the free one. And there's uh-huh. two circulators. I believe it's four. Four circulators. You know what? We got a pro who's going to come we on do. and tell us all about it. Yeah. Uh, this one that we're on is going to take us through the North Quarter. Yes, but before we get to our bus trip, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, let's tell everybody that here on Bungalow and the Bus, we talk about all things downtown Orlando and the surrounding neighborhoods, like all of our favorite things. Like Thornton Park. When the dog bites. And College Park. When the bee stings. And Delaney Park. <laughs> when I'm feeling <laughs> so Oh, that was a weird. <laughs> <laughs> so all the places around uh, downtown, you can find all these things on bungalower.com, your source for hyperlocal news. Yeah, man. We talked about all of Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods. And uh, also, if you've missed any of our episodes, you can go to iTunes, you can go to Google Play, you can go to SoundCloud. SoundCloud. You can re-listen to all those favorite greatest hits of ours. We even, because we're fancy, share it. On our gram and our Insta stories on cool. the weekend, so check that out. So, Brendan, we're on a bus John. right now. Okay, we're, we're traveling around downtown. I'm loving it. And uh, but before we get to our headlines, this is normally when we talk about like what's happening in Orlando. But as you alluded to earlier, we do have a special guest with us. Special guest. <laughs> it's Courtney Reynolds. Hey, Courtney. Hey, guys. And Courtney is. Courtney's just super important. I love her. So Courtney is. So hi, guys. I um, I wear many hats, but my hat today, I actually manage a program called Rethink Your Commute. It's a program of the Florida Department of Transportation. And we've been around since 2010, believe it or not. And I have the best job in the world. So explain what exactly is Rethink Your Commute. So we help people rethink their commute. Go figure. We talk to folks every day about... The choices they make. And so a lot of folks drive alone to work. Losers. Uh, I, I get it, right? Like life. Yeah. Life. Hashtag life. It's easier sometimes, right? To not have to think about other people. Yeah. And <laughs> Hop in your little metal metal ball. Get yourself to work. Don't look at anyone in the face. Right? I get it. But you lose out on so much. and that's Connections. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we talk to people every day about those connections. So... Uh, A lot of our time and energy goes to talk to employers, right? So, like, when you get a job, what happens the first day if you work downtown? What's what's the thing that happens for most folks? You get nervous because all of your employees don't like you. (laughs) No, you get nervous because you don't know where you got to park. Right? Like, what? I'm working downtown. That's awesome. You're in the heat of it. But, like, where where am I supposed to put my car? Right. And you got to have money. And a lot of employers... That's on you, right? It's on you as the employee to find a place to park during the day. Well, some of our employers actually, as a benefit, give free parking. That's great. (laughs) So in that, like that first day you go to work, right? You're making a a new routine. 
And if on the first day your boss gives you a shiny free parking pass, what are you probably going to do? Park there. Right? Your own car. And guess what? You will miss out on all the amazing transportation and amenities in downtown Orlando. So that, that's what Rethink Your Commute does. It tries to get you to, at least right now, downtown, uh, maybe not using your own personal car. Right, because you're trying to incentivize other means of, of getting to downtown. Right? right. There's only there's a there's a cap on how much you can park downtown, uh, but there's other ways to get here, and there are other ways that the, your business can be incentivizing your staff yeah. to get downtown, and whether that's sunrail sunrail pass, right? It could be biking. It could be walking. We have a lot of residential units in downtown now. It could be guess what, riding the bus. That's so, what we're doing right now. Yeah, we're, we're riding the bus right now. We're uh, going down Livingston, uh, going by the courthouse, going by Orange Avenue. So, so I'll ask you, Courtney, how do you get businesses to do this? How do you get them to come aboard, I guess? Well, I work with a team of really great people. And we hear the talking bus right now. I like it. It's like we're in Disney World. <laughs> but better on the bus. But better. So we, we reach out to those employers because sometimes those companies, they're, they may give the free parking to their employees, but they're bearing the cost of that, right? Mm. So it's not just like I give you a paycheck. I have to also give you benefits, right? And, okay, hashtag taxes. We won't go too much into it. But you can no longer write that off as a business expense. That's something that's changed this year. And so we try to talk to those businesses that are feeling the pinch, right? Every When you own your own business, you're – trying to hustle you're trying to make a good like future for your business you want to know where every penny is so if i can help you find one of your employees who lives along the sunrail corridor right is having to go through i4 construction is really open to something different if it's cheaper for you to pay for their sunrail pass than it is for you to pay for their parking isn't that something you want to say yes to? Definitely, definitely. Do you have any idea how many people commute in alternative ways? I mean, I'm, I know there's people that drive down here like we mm-hmm. talked about, but how many use Sunrail, buses, biking? Do you have an idea of that? I, I do in that. Tell us. <laughs> Tell <laughs> we, us now. We need like a calculator sound. <laughs> so we know we have over 70,000 people who commute to work into downtown Orlando. Wow. Right. That includes, so that includes walking, biking, busing. Okay. All the modes. And so roughly 80% of people of the population drive alone to work. So producer, do the math. 80% of 70,000, mm-hmm. those are the folks who are driving alone. But I've got 20%. I got a one out of five people who is doing something else. So things like carpooling. Van pooling, which is another awesome service through Link. Van pooling. I know. It's like a big carpool. Sounds like a dude I dated. Oh, Mr. Van Pooling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> there, there's an angle there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was. Sorry. There's also, Sorry. of course, Sunrail, and I'm one of those riders. I actually moved to the Longwood Sunrail station to make it more convenient for me to ride. Oh, I, I love visit. that. Um, And I think the cool thing about the city of Orlando is all the investments they're making in bicycle uh, infrastructure, education, and programming. So I like the hashtag, the city bikeable. And we actually, we have a a bike commuter who's heading home now. We can see them in the bike lane next to us. So the great thing that since 2010, man, I really think that biking in downtown Orlando has become more visible and more people are open. I agree to that. So I moved here in 2010, actually. And a lot has changed in downtown Orlando, not just apartments going up and things 
you know, bars opening. But like you said, the commute has changed a lot. What have you noticed in the last eight, nine years that has changed really? Because even SunRail has really affected how people can get downtown. I feel like in, in a big Actually, way. we're about to go by the Ooh. Colonial Pedestrian Bridge, too. Which is, when is that complete? Spring 2019? early 2019. So cool. Anyway, keep going. So that's one of the connections. I think that's one of the biggest differences is um, since 2010, it's not just that the conversation has changed and, and looked at different alternative modes, but the funding conversation. So things like that, things like SunRail, there are more options now. Back in 2010, we didn't have juice bikes. We didn't have line bikes. We didn't have car share. Uh, and a lot of the conversation may the have been... The dark ages. I know. <laughs> Of Orlando Transit. When my hair was black. When you're, <laughs> you're welcome, Orlando. A lot of those conversations were happening in big cities, right? Boston, New York, L.A. Guess what? The biggest change since 2010 is that we're growing up, right? And we sure. are working hard to be the great city that we know we can be. And that's the biggest difference. You can already, isn't that crazy? Ten years ago, no juice bike share. I was there for their first pitch at Urban Rethink. Me where too. I was working. Was that crazy? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is that how far back we go? 10 years. But even more than, and I remember giving Peter a hard time. Peter, who's no longer with Juice Bike. What do you think of this new Lime Bike Share System? Um, so, have you been on one of the bikes? Uh, my boyfriend tried to use one, Scotty Campbell, John's sometime replacement in life <laughs> and on the radio and in personal uh, and, and, and personal life. I <laughs> uh, tried to use it, but the electric assist wasn't working when you tried to use it. So I asked that because I feel like, um, if anything, I encourage people to try it. It's something different. It is an e-bike, an electric assist. And with electric bikes, there are different classes. Class 1, Class 2, Class 3. There will be a test. Um, with Class 1, it, it's not... I feel like with e-bikes, people think it's like a throttle, like a moped. And you just go, and you don't have to pedal. You do have to pedal. And so the thing with the line bikes is it gives you that little oomph. Um, but you still got to go, right? You still got to pedal and it it doesn't have gears. So like for me, we're, um, Oh, we're picking up some passengers here real quick. We're we're on the the limo route here. They're going to get on and be like, what the heck is going on? We'll keep talking in case anybody walks by us. No, there's plenty of room on the bus. So wait, I got, I want to ask Courtney another question here. Ask Courtney a question. Courtney, uh, I, I, I wonder what some of the challenges are. Cause like for me, I'll tell you for me, like I live in college park. And for me, like, it's not, I can get downtown just as fast as I get to SunRail. So that really doesn't really work for me. So, like, what do you tell people that maybe live close-ish to downtown but not right downtown? Like, what's a good way to commute? So you just illustrated one of our most common challenges, recurring challenges with the downtown Orlando workforce. Uh, Because if you live far away, you're motivated, right? Exactly. If you live super close, man, I hope you're walking. But if you're in, like, this three-mile radius around downtown Orlando where we have so many great neighborhoods, right? It's almost... That's our target target demo, Courtney. It really is. (laughs) Love it. I really do. Um, It feels like you're asking somebody to make their commute longer to meet up with a carpool partner. There's not intuitive bike routes from like the College Park area. Uh, And part of that, I really feel like, is if you drive your car, you go the most efficient route right straight yes. lines oh yeah but when you ride your bike you go the say i go the safest way well my the bike. best route is probably not the most efficient exactly. because you're going to go to the route where it's lower speed maybe through a neighborhood so it may not be the fastest but i bet it's going to be the most fun yes and so yeah, it, yeah. it's getting people to 
just be open to trying something new. And some folks, hey, they love to drive or their, their job they need to drive. That's okay. I can't convert everybody. But if you're interested and you're actively inspiring to try something new in your life, man, I, I really think I can help you out. How, how can you help? This is another question I wonder if you get a lot. People that do live maybe in that two to three mile range that say, I would love to bike every day. But in July, I'm going to show up just like drenched in sweat. I mean, what do you, what do you tell people? Are there are there businesses that say we have a shower? Or? Do you say take a picture, John? <laughs> so I love showing people the secret shower in their building. Oh, right. So like again, that so sounds like, like a great roundup. <laughs> so if you always drive, right, you don't know if your building necessarily unless unless you're buff like you, John. If if your building has a gym with a shower. Right. So if you're not right. using those resources, you may not realize it's there. Like the exchange building has a secret shower. Uh, Highwoods buildings, well, many of them have gyms and they have access to showers. So the number one is just like that education of like, what are your resources? How do I figure it out? In July, I get it. It's hot. When I ride, I'm going to take a shower in the morning. So more than anything, it's having to back up your schedule and thinking about your bike and how you carry all your stuff. So it's like kind of X, Y, Z and backing up from there. I love those extra cycles that you can like build onto your bike. Cargo. Those little extensions. Cargo bikes. Cargo bikes are sexy. You're starting to see more cargo bikes here in town. And there's always uh, like I see a lady pushing her kids to yes. uh, the Orlando Farmer's Market. She'll put them in this little. It looks like a like a Rubbermaid extension on the back of her bike. But it's like it's part of her bike. I don't understand how that works, but I love it. So this is another big thing for me is that people who are not currently biking their access to a bike is probably pretty limited and probably what they have is not a bike but a bicycle shaped object right it's <laughs> it's that thing in a garage that a well-meaning husband got for the wife on christmas or new year's and she's like thanks a lot i'm never Courtney, i just want to say in the time that it's taken us to go from downtown like the link central station to uh north quarter we're already heading back like yep. what's a bit 10 minutes that's crazy yeah i love it pretty quick yeah these these this looper here it really is a great way if you're like in that area of uh, livingston and orange ave and you want to be able to do a lunch in the north quarter if it is during july and you don't want to sweat jump on this loop and just get down here it's so much easier why don't you talk about that a little bit talk about the limo that maybe there's maybe a lot of people that have never been on this I, there are so many people who have <laughs> never been on this. Well, explain so, what it is. So Limo, it is the fare-free circulator. It's operated by Lynx. It is funded by the city of Orlando. So it is just a great resource where we have four of them. You said two, but it's four. It started out um, over 20 years ago. And actually, the Limo was the first. It's called Bus Rapid Transit BRT. It was the first BRT in North America. Really? Right here in Orlando. And, is, and basically, it's a free bus that circles downtown Orlando, four different buses that take you all around. Four different loops, and it has its own lanes for the majority of the route. And it was the one downtown that really qualified for BRT because it has designated bus lanes, right? Yep. And so, yep. whereas these ones that are in North Quarter are, are with traffic, does it still qualify as bus rapid as transit? As long as 50.1% of it is in its own Oh. Separated Guyway, it is technically BRT. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So, why is it called the limo? <laughs> do you know? If you don't know, I mean, I don't. I hate to put you on the spot like that, but do I, you know why? You know, I actually don't know, but I, I bet a listener does. If probably some sort of or maybe a Brent yeah, Brent. Oh, no, he has like a gleam. It's a VIP, you know. It's like a VIP limo experience. L I M O, right? And then, oh, wait, we have somebody who knows. 
kind of like a limo service. Kind of links. It's a combo of. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Clearly intelligent. I was gonna say that, but he come. Yeah. <laughs> but he's correct. That's what I think too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, where were the other? Where's the other three? So there's the North Quarter one. North downtown. Quarter one. There's the so the original was the orange route that they call now. So okay. that's the one that goes from. Uh, west of I-4, so Centriplex Garage, back where the old Amroy was. Got it. Connects you down Courthouse, down Magnolia, down the City Hall, and back. So that'll be like servicing the UCF Creative Village corridor? Is that the... That will be. Okay. On top of, there's the Lime line. <laughs> I'm trying to articulate. <laughs> the Lime line. Lime line. That just got started maybe about a year ago. Uh, connects over to west of I-4, too. Oh. So that's going to be serving that, that campus and the, that population. I love it. Courtney, do you have any stories or anything you can talk about, like people who have really transformed their commute, like people that maybe do live in Volusia or in Osceola that said, you know what, that's a 50, 60, 70 minute drive sometimes, but now I take different routes and I get there either faster or now I don't have to drive every day. I think probably the the most like impactful story is that like when I <laughs> when I get that call, I'm like, yes, I'm I'm doing something good with my life it's our van poolers because those are the folks who are traveling 25 30 miles each way these are rocket scientists right these are engineers um, people who get efficiency people who do the math Mm -hmm. right and if they spend any amount of time driving that long for a certain amount of time it weighs on them and there's like articles about how a long commute affects divorce rates Wow. Right. And okay. think about to your own personal health. If you're sitting for an hour before you go to work to sit for eight hours to get in a car to sit for. So there's all these different factors where our commute affects us. And we have these groups who they start in a van pool because they do the math. Right. They're like, it makes sense financially. But the connections they make with people. We've had van pool groups where people meet and end up falling in love and getting married. Whoa. We have van that pool affects groups. the divorce right? <laughs> Because you fell in love with your commuter. (laughs) I love hearing stories of people who saved enough money to go on a cruise Ah. because they weren't doing, you know, putting it into the gas tank or dealing with tires every six months. Um, It's those things where people, they stick with it because their quality of life has so much improved. So if somebody wants to sign up for a van pool, where do they go? I would say that, you know, the first step is reach out to Rethink Your Commute or RethinkYourCommute.com, 866-610-RIDE-7433. We will help you figure out what makes the most sense for you because you may want to be in a van pool, right? But we got to make sure it makes financial sense. So if you're going five miles, it's not going to make sense. Maybe that's a, a short bike trip. Maybe that's a carpool trip. So depending really on the distance you travel, what kind of job you do, what your employer may be on the table in terms of an incentive it will help us guide you on different options so courtney what is it's been 10 years since all this like stuff has been happening here in orlando i'd say with transportation what's the future what's the next 10 years of transportation 20 30 in, in orlando yeah, in orlando i feel like a, a big thing that we will continue to see develop and will influence patterns is i4 ultimate construction <laughs> sure. uh, we will continue to see that and especially the under i4 so once that is done and we see that opportunity for that placemaking and to really connect the community that will affect i think a lot of um what they call desire lines so people who want to go from point a to point b because it's all about convenience right so like if it's if it's more convenient to drive your car it's it's more likely less convenient than to take transit right but i think it's more about the perception of convenience okay 
And if people don't realize how convenient another option could be, that's not really an informed judgment of convenience. You're so good at what you do, Courtney. No, man, I just... So we're promote. So we're talking about links this month, um, and we spent the last five months talking about all the different options, and we saved links for last because well the the weather's great, um, but we we anticipate we're going to have some you know questions about like why would I ride the bus, and me my team we are familiar enough with the bus routes where we can go boom here's a great route for you to get the place you need to go it has 20 minutes or better service and it will take you to winter park it'll take you to soto the different places you need to go and if you don't know the service you're not going to necessarily know that and that's that's the link right that's the you you don't realize how convenient it could be until you have some plucky do-gooders like us helping you along the way all right so we only have a couple more minutes can you tell people more about the go go dto initiative that you guys have going on right now sure so that is our downtown Orlando commute challenge. If you work in downtown Orlando, we want you to know what your options are. And beyond that, we want you to try it and see if you can work it in as one of your options. So contact us. We want you to pick a pledge, right? Just put your photo on the wall. What can you try between now and the end of the year? And we'll help you along the way. We'll give you some goodies to inspire you. And you can follow us on social media to, to get some tips on how to make it possible. Rethinkyourcommute.com. Yeah, that's how you can get to us. And, and on we'll, social? On social, rethink your commute doc, rethink your commute for Facebook. Rethink underscore CFL on Twitter. And then Instagram is our special account for GoDTO. So it's Go underscore DTO. All right, Courtney, tell people who we are again and we're out. Awesome. I'm Courtney Reynolds with Rethink Your Commute. All right. Thanks for coming. Welcome back to Bungalore and the Bus. That was Courtney Reynolds. And uh, we are actually on a bus right now. I'm John Busdecker. And uh, we are on one of the limo buses downtown. We're on Livingston, making our way around the North Quarter. I believe this one is the Grapefruit Line. Yeah, if you've never been on a limo bus, they are free. You can hop on. You can take take them around town. And circulate. And yeah, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good way to see downtown and... Get to see uh, some different spots, and it's all free, which is great. We're gonna we're already just we just left Lake Central Station. We're gonna go up around uh, the courthouse and go up north. So here on Bungalow on the Bus, we talk about all the top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods, and uh, we didn't get to talk about them before because Courtney is such a talker; she only wanted to talk about buses. She was great, so boring. Yeah, no, <laughs> just no. <kidding. laughs> so this is normally what we do: we talk about the headlines first, but yeah. we had a special guest, so we let her chat. And uh, so what's happening, Brendan? What is happening in Orlando? Uh, there's a lot of little stories, John. Little I think stories. The no, biggest, there's no such thing as a little story. The biggest one is that, didn't you just win an Emmy or something? I didn't win an Emmy. You're I on was, a team that I was won an on Emmy. A, I was on a program that won an Emmy. I was part of an Emmy-winning production. Yes. Yes. I, I, I did a special project for WCF, the PBS station here in town. <laughs> called Mr. Rogers in our neighborhood because Mr. Rogers went to Rollins College. Yeah, he did. I hosted it, and uh, the woman who produced it, Kyle, uh, I always forget how to say her last name. It, it sounds like a swear <laughs> word. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't <laughs> no, say it. Gets I'm just going to mess it up. But Kyle, she won an Emmy for it. 
Well, congratulations. Yes. Either way, because yeah, that means you kind of want it too, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, she yeah. did all, most of the work. She I posted all- on my Facebook, like, Didn't, did John Bustecker just win an <laughs> award? We got immediately shut down by people. Kyle Fuchs from is From PBS. Fuchs. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a swear word. Well, you, you drink enough. You say it fast <laughs> enough. It, it does. <laughs> um, we're working with Oscar. Have you seen these guys around downtown? Like the hot dog company? Spelt Oscar the same Meyer. way. <laughs> Oscar is this new uh, health insurer, and they're out of New York, but they're actually doing a pop-up in the former, just like just vacated City Arts Factory downtown. A pop-up? Like there's going to be doctors there checking me out? There's going to be health brokers, and they'll tell you about how you can get health insurance. Okay. Uh, they're And it's cool since they're a startup, they're a little bit leaner, but they've already partnered up with Flor- uh, Florida Health. Ah. So all of Florida Health uh, associates and Wait, doctors. Florida Health, Orlando Health, or Florida, Florida Hospital? Health. Florida Hospital. Okay, Florida which is going to be Adventist. Advent Health. Adventist. Why can't we talk it's anymore? Advent Health. We're too close to the engine. The bus I is going to do so. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even had any drinks right. yet. So they uh, already carried. The small company already getting carried by a huge company here locally. So okay. we're going to be talking about them more uh, as the week goes on. They're signing people up at City Arts Factory with this really cool pop-up. Where you can like interact with these art things, get prizes, and then the brokers can talk to you about uh, how to sign up for health insurance. Because I'll be honest, I don't have health insurance right now. Well, don't and you trip and until, fall. Yeah, right. <laughs> Knock on wood. You have, you have until the 15th yes. to sign up. Yeah. So they're there to sign people Speaking up. Speaking of pop-ups, did you see that story on the, the Wonder Maid? Yeah, I marshmallows. Wrote it. Oh, I wrote it. all right. Well, uh, that's, I saw it. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. The uh, Wonder Maid marshmallows, based out of Sanford. They're actually. So when you go there, it's this teeny tiny little spot in Sanford. In Sanford, it's right on their main street in Sanford. So cool. They also do ice cream and whatever. And they're like gourmet marshmallows. Yeah, like cookies and cream or like chocolate mint chip. And they're not just made from like garbage that probably normal marshmallows no, like are made from. Artisan marshmallows, exactly. exactly. Uh, and they're carried everywhere, all over the country, selling these mallows, as they call them. Uh, they are popping up in North Quarter Market, which we're about to go by here on the bus. That's great. And they are popping up this Saturday, but it's going to run through January 5th. And if it's well-received, they could potentially just stay there. And North Quarter Market's where Credo is. Credo. Uh, Carabama. Car- I'm so glad you remember their name because I can never remember. <laughs> Carabama Barbecue, which is a, also a food truck. Uh, it's cool. They're slowly filling in those spaces. What are you looking I, at, John? I'm pointing right now because I've driven by this a number of times. We're right at the corner of uh, Magnolia and Colonial. Yeah. And right across the street from the Orlando Sentinel building. And they're building something. Do you know what this is, Brendan? I do. We've written about it a couple of times. Uh, I must have missed it's, it. <laughs> it's going uh, to be a self-storage building, but they're also going to have ground floor retail. Oh, okay. And a drive-through component, too. Interesting. Yeah. Local dudes are doing that. What they, was here before? There was like a weird house. It was there. a women's like crisis okay. health center. I say weird house. Like, yeah. it didn't it didn't fit with the rest of the building. I it should, was up on I don't it. want anybody to take that the wrong way. <laughs> I already took it the wrong way. I'm uh, very upset with you. <laughs> uh, there was a hill there. Yes. That's why it, it was kind of an awkward... Yeah, they've ground it down. Actually, the city requested, when they put in the their plans for this the city said you know it would be great and would really help your case to do this here uh is if you take out all the dirt 
yes. and make it level with the rest of the street, yeah, which is what it, they ended it, up it doing. It didn't really fit with the rest of. What's I like that there was a hill. Why do? Why does everything have to be flat? It doesn't. That was the one hill downtown, and now it's gone. No, no. unacceptable. <laughs> Sorry. Where? What am I supposed to take my toboggan? It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can look that up. You just type in self storage on bungalow.com in our search engine. You'll be able oh, to see what we're talking uh, about. There's a little picture of it if you drive by. Uh, very styrofoamy, you know. Yeah. Thing. It looks like everything else. It does. It's new right now. <laughs> uh, Melrose, the center in the Orange County Library System downtown. Where we started our show. Started our show. We used to use their equipment. Yeah, we used their uh, sound booth there Back for a while. Back when we didn't know that our microphones were so fancy, we didn't <laughs> need a sound booth. So right. We could just do it wherever. I uh, was just granted a $500,000 endowment. Woo! From the Kendrick B. Melrose Family Foundation. So oh, that's, that seems. Yeah, they actually <laughs> were the ones that <laughs> gave great, them. That's great, though. It is great. More money is always great. Uh-huh. They gave them the seed money, which was like a million dollars to actually start the Melrose Center. And then this is, yeah, further money to make sure that all the equipment they have is updated. And this is at the downtown library. If you've never been, it's on the second floor. It's its own little kind of private area you got to take a class yeah just to use just to the get stuff, in there. which i love very vip very exclusive red yeah. carpet kind of experience it's where i go do my work when i have <laughs> to go work at the library i oh really me too yeah oh it's quiet in there i've never seen in there well i don't work a lot <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> uh the rotary club rotary club of orlando is having their inaugural christmas parade interest i saw this isn't that great i actually they said it was their inaugural and that we haven't had one in a while and when that made me think i don't i cannot remember the last time we had a christmas parade in downtown well there's Orlando. the i mean there's the citrus parade which is which is after christmas it's after but it's bef- it's before new year's day yeah it's like know, a maybe year it is on new year's day and, and then they air do, it later but that has to do with the citrus bowl right? yeah like uh, that, well nothing yeah the game really yeah the holidays it's just a parade yeah so this is like a christmas parade not big first year it's gonna be very small it's basically a couple blocks uh right downtown but it should be fun, and if you Santa going to be there, San, I don't know. If Santa, Santa better be there. there if it's a Christmas. If it's a Christmas parade. Parade, I'll be very upset. I w- at least a menorah, call it a holiday parade, uh. have something in there for me to look at <laughs> instead of someone's branded truck. Uh, but no, I'm excited. Anything Rotary's doing, I'm a, I'm a fan of. They got it's really because of Rotary clubs around the world that polio has almost been exactly. eradicated. And I was a Rotary Exchange student back I, in the where day. Where does the Rotary of Orlando meet? Do you know? I don't know. the Park one meets in Dub's Dread at Tap Room. This one might be the one that meets at the, like, Cirrhosis Club ah, in uh, okay. Lake Eola Heights, which I've gone to their luncheons before. And it was so cool. They, like, sing welcome songs to people. Yes. Uh, when you come in. I love, like, old school civic organizations. We should start that one. That you feel like you're going in a time machine. We should start uh, one, but a newer one. But a newer, what do you, what would you call it? A bungalow or club. <laughs> we actually have something called the Bungalow Buddies that we're launching too. That, that's just online, I thought. And it, well, we have our Facebook group. If you want to continue conversations uh, about other news headlines and things that we share, we also share discounts to cool things that are happening around town. All right. But we're launching a whole new program for Bungalow oh, Buddies too. That'll be coming tuned. up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Wanderbait sacks. We got an Ask Bungalower this week. Uh, for Do you get them every week or just sometimes? Not every week. It's been it's been like a hot minute since we got an Ask Bungalower. People have been busy. Vacations yeah, you know, and whatnot. Where everybody knows everything there is to know right now. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, frequent Bungalower reader Jim Hobart 
and sometimes photo contributor. Uh, biggest fan. Yeah, biggest fan. You're probably listening. Hey, Jim Hobart. <laughs> Macbeth Photos, if you ever need a beautiful photo. Uh, reached out because he didn't know where the saxophone mural on the back of the Beecham oh, came from. Oh, I saw that, yeah. So I, was I, didn't, I didn't even know that mural was there. I oh, guess really? I've never seen the back of the Beecham a lot of, for any reason. It's away, very faded. Uh, and that comes from years and years ago, I want to say in the 70s, Larry and Sherry Carpenter great names the carpenters uh, the carpenters <laughs> purchased the Beecham theater and made it into the great southern music hall uh which inevitably closed i actually think within a year and then there was like a series of things that just could kept closing in there there was a laser tag game really? thing there yeah I they had know like that. a laser uh entertainment hall show that was there too uh, but they all closed, and I really think the longest consecutive thing we've had in there is this is this current. It's the Beecham. Beecham like lounge thing that's happening. So when was the mural hall. put there? Uh, in the seventies, seventy five. It was painted in the seventies. I, th I believe in nineteen seventy five, and we have a photo of the original mural, uh, and it was beautiful. Oh Vibrant, yeah. Vibrant, like look completely different. There was actually a case. So it looks like you're opening a case and the saxophone was coming out of it. Maybe we should have that restored. I, if anybody out there would like to restore it, I think, uh, yes. I hope it doesn't. Speaking of. Just the act of painting it might. Mr. Hobart, it I down. saw some photos online this weekend that looked like the neighborhood got out because there was a house a-moving. There was. We actually worked with them on it. Lake Eola Heights, who the Kinchlas, Mark and uh, what's her name? I'm having a moment. Mr. and Mrs. Kinchler, <laughs> there you go. Uh, are, are moved in a two-story historic house from one corner to another. I think it was two blocks right through uh, se the center <laughs> of Lake Eola Heights. Everybody was there, John. Yeah. All the families, the kids, the dogs. People are like putting out deck chairs and just watching this thing. It was so, I thought it would be like super high tech. It oh, really, no, it's it was not. All just get a skill. big old truck and move it down and hope you don't hit any power lines. It was a tractor, <laughs> and they would literally loop a huge chain around, like, uh, like the hitch on the house uh -huh. and just, like, finagle it, wiggle yep. it around. They'd keep they, – it was so cool. They were dancing around trees with it. Any tree that they had to take down, they'd, like, saw off a limb just so it could get by. I, think, I don't think there were many, very many they had to do the day of. They prepped it pretty well. Uh, but they were taking down electrical lines as they were coming forward. Oh, and really? They reconnect it behind it. Interesting. Huge operation. I Cheaper no than building idea. a house, though, right? It's got to be. I, I guess. But that, that was just a side thought, right? So what happened was the Kinchlas purchased this property from which you can see Lake Eola Fountain in Lake Eola Heights. Very rare because there's that whole band of like commercial huge buildings yes. that block everything from Robinson. But you can see it from where these condos are going to go. So he was just going to knock the house down and build these condos. Uh, but he didn't. And then what he did was he carved out the property from the historic district, which I don't even know how you can do that. Moved the historic building further into the district. And now since the lot is no longer has a historic house and is no longer considered part of the district he's going to build these multi-story condos which have a very modern aesthetic interesting very interesting i have no i cannot remember another instance of that happening locally uh where you could carve out a piece of a historic district generally those boundaries are very strictly guarded because it does set a precedent for things that are also on the boundary and further along uh, in that district. So I, I actually wrote about it in our Central Florida 100 
uh, column for Orlando Sentinel, like just something to watch. That's something that maybe someone else with a lot of money can do. So is he going to live in this historic house or just put it on? No, I believe it's actually being currently used or was being used as an office building. Uh, I, I assume that's what's going to happen, that this new home just up the street, there's another, there's talk of building another structure next to it, and then there's already, like, uh, an adjoining building that's there, like like a carriage house or something that was left behind from a previous owner. I just like the photos. They just reminded me. If they're all in black and white, like the whole neighborhood looking out, sure. looking out that the house is moving down the road. Jim took some me of that. amazing photos, yeah, like his drone photography from above showing uh, it moving down the street. Really cool. If you want to see those photos, again, just head on over to bungalore.com and you can see it for yourself. Uh-huh. So, John, how do you feel about the YMCA? Like in general, like the village people in the song. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I mean, you go to a you go to a baseball game; they're all doing the YMCA. They uh, YMCA is offering free access to all their family centers. What is it? Family something centers. Uh, family fun centers. <laughs> I don't think it's family fun <laughs> no, centers. No, YMCA family. So I can't remember. Uh, through December fifteenth. Ah. So you can just register online and you get a free little graphic that you can print out or just show on your phone and you get free access to any of those YMCA spots to go work out or, uh, I don't know, hang out and eat a smoothie. Get you in shape before you go see the in-laws? It is, you know, right end of the year and end year 2018 with already thinking about the next year. You think that's what it is? Like they're like, oh, we got them in here for a few days. You might as well come in for 2019. Which to be honest is something I've been thinking about forever. And uh, I just registered for it. So you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And it's, YMCA is a little bit pricey. So if you do this registration thing and you use it, you can then sign up for your first month for $0. Whoa. You don't have to pay for your first month. They do it based on income sometimes. So you should get a discount. <laughs> <laughs> I make a lot of money. No, you don't. I do all right. <laughs> Not like you, Mr. Emmy Award winning video Not producer. Emmy Award winner. <laughs> <laughs> they... Actually, we were were we talking about the Citrus Parade earlier? We were a little bit. They are looking for six hundred volunteers to help them put citrus fruit on floats. So I will say this right now: I have covered the citrus fruit build a nightmare of times. or not nightmare. No, it's a lot of fun actually. Okay, you show up and there's just like thousands of grapefruit and thousands of lemons and thousands of oranges. I and assume then you have to like it's like full of wasps. No. No? No, maybe. I don't know. There's like a swarm of bees maybe. just following you around Well, all it's day. inside. Okay. They do it inside. The making they, of it. Yeah, they make it all inside. Is it like refrigerated? It was... So when I, when I had covered this Because it's like a actually, week, right? You have to put it up for a week. Yeah. Or, and are you nailing them on? Like no, no. It, they rubber banded on chicken wire. So they what? build the they build the floats. So the floats are already pre-built. And then you attach them using rubber bands and... and chicken wire and force of will how does that work it just does i don't know it, they show you how it's it just done. Does. but when i when i saw it they built them out at the orange county convention center is that where it is this yeah time? so that's okay. where it's happening this time so they need 600 volunteers to make it happen uh if you have a lot of time in your hand and no paper cuts then i would recommend it's volunteering. a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and i do remember i don't know if the same guy does it but the guy who was in charge he was in charge of like the Philadelphia Flower Show, okay. which is like apparently like the biggest flower show in the world or something like that, or like in the United States. And uh, he like ran that most of the year, and then he came down here to help build the floats. It was a great story. I've actually never seen the actual parade, so I 
It's right? all right. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. How many floats? Generally, six or seven, like okay. citrus floats, and then it leads people to the bowl game. No, it's just it's just downtown Orlando. Oh. It's before the bowl game. You can be honest if you don't like it, John. No, I did. I, I judged it one year, I think too. Yeah, yeah. harshly. No, I, no. <laughs> I don't think harshly. It was fun. It was fun. You're always so nice. I just, I just, I want more people to be there. I want more people to be at everything. I feel like so. If you want right. to go, like it's a fun parade. I'll, I'll say that. We're, Man, we don't have much time. Uh, the Hinkley's Fancy Meats is going to be opening up in East End Market. They're taking over the spot left over by Houndstooth Sauce Company. Ah. Yeah, but in the interim, there's going to be a short-lived pop-up by... Fred's Not-So-Fancy Meats. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> $5 discount sausage. Here's a bag of hot dogs. Oh, Gypset. Gypset uh, Co. They do like women's jewelry and stuff. So they're doing a pop-up for a month. And then in January, February is when they're going to do their build-out for Hinkley's Fancy Meats. Where's the, was that somewhere else before? Yes. They had a processing facility, I believe, in Lake Mary. And then they've been selling like all over. So it's a local sustainable butchery. Nice. Uh, yeah, really cool. And then Tampa... Indie Flea. That's I was going to ask you about this. Coming to the heavy. So this is a really big deal Indie Flea Market there in Tampa, St. Petersburg, and I believe Gainesville. Uh, the heavy in Winter Park is their next location. We actually helped pitch it to them that they should come to Winter Park and uh, didn't actually know that they had accepted it. Now they're coming back. We were surprised last week that they're coming. And that's on December 8th. There's going to be 40-plus vendors, not all local. A lot of people from other cities are going to be selling their wares. Uh, definitely go check it out. That's at from the like heavy. 8 to 3 or something like that? Yes. That's good timing because at 3 o'clock, I'll be at the library talking about my book, <laughs> The 100 Things to Do in Orlando Before You Die. And if it's in writing, then we know there are literally 100 things to do. Uh-huh. Um... John, there's a dog things coming up. We're talking about a dog grooming business that's for sale. Uh, if you got some money, you're looking for a way to plug into Orlando. There's a really turnkey business. Uh, if you like puppies, I do like puppies that will be available for for purchase. Are you gonna tell us the name of it or not? The secret? I uh, know it's a secret. Just look for it on Bugor.com. <laughs> and I also forget the name of it right now. Uh, Saint <laughs> Matthew. You can name it anything you want. I guess if you buy it. Saint Matthew's Tavern. The property is for sale. Oh. Maybe you should buy it. <laughs> you should knock it. it down. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be writing about that soon. We heard that the bar owner was looking to buy it, but we just heard from the realtor, uh, not the case, still for sale. So they're entertaining offers. We just found out that the Taco China space is now open for lunch. Finally. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about, but we stopped by. They gave me a Indian butter chicken burrito, which was delicious, and I think everybody should go check it out if so you want to see it Mills. first. On Mills, it's the old Forbidden City, Forbidden yes, Palace. Forbidden City. Right next to the LGBT Center across and from CFB Bank. <laughs> basically right next to the other Taco Chino. <laughs> like two doors <laughs> away. So they'll be open for lunch. The, the little one that they've been operating out of forever uh, will be open for dinner because <laughs> that's what he wants to do, and that's nice. on him. You can do whatever you need to do. They should make a tunnel between the two. They should. <laughs> we're actually, oh, no, we have a couple more minutes. Uh, talk, I don't know what I'm talking about. Sentinel uh, just released a story about more people lift to Ember than any other bars 
Really? In 2018. I didn't I didn't read that story. Isn't that That's interesting? interesting. I, so that'll be in our top 10 things to round up on Monday if you're going to read that story or if you just want to go to the Sentinel and look it up yourself. And then Oh No Bar or Oh No Nightclub will be closing their that. downtown location. I don't think I've ever been in there. Have you? Yes. And that's the same owners as Team Market Group. So that's the same owners as Celine and uh, Tier and Mathers. Uh, they own that. And so I guess just the owner of the building it's going to do some extensive renovations. It wants yes. them out. And the weekly, I believe, said that it's going to be some sort of food use. On that bottom floor. On that bottom floor. And then I don't know what's going that, on. that, it's going to be above there. And they're like a web marketing firm. And I again, I did it to myself again, John. We only have a couple minutes oh, for me to run up? through did the events. Your, oh, I thought maybe you said something wrong. You got to apologize <laughs> for something. I don't, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not coupling. Uh, Ride the Rails Tour. It's a Sunrail-based bar hopping tour. It takes off from downtown, 5 p.m. That's, oh, it's tonight. It's Friday. Forget it's Friday. <laughs> Pottery Festival. The Orlando Pottery Festival is 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. It's at the Florida National Guard uh, on 2809 South Fern Creek. It's some of the best ceramicists in town. If you want to go get some pottery, Nutcracker by the Orlando Ballet starts at 90, or 11 a.m. on Saturday. There's a matinee at the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center. The centermost point Invitational Beer Festival is taking place Saturday at 1010 Brewings, $25, and it's beer from around the southeast. Super cool. Get in there. Try some beers that you'll not be able to try anywhere else. And there's some that are just special releases that will probably never get made again. So check that out. Centermost Point Invitational Beer Festival. Krampus Bar Crawl starts at Frosty's at 9 p.m. on Saturday downtown. Milk Mart Holiday Market, noon to 6 p.m. at Sportstown in the Milk District. That's on Sunday. There's an Emmett the Otter Jug Band Christmas sing-along at Venue on the Lake, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Yes, it's outside of our coverage area, but I don't care. It's Emmett the Otter. It's Christmas. Go What's, out there and where's sing. Where's Venue on the Lake? It's like Lake Lily. Okay. Like Maitland-ish. Yes. All right. And then uh, coming up on the 13th is History in a Glass Highwayman Special Come and drink your face off. Hear about the Highwaymen. $25 at the Orange County Regional History Center on the 13th, 6 to 9 p.m. That's all I got, John. Uh, We will see you guys next week. Tune in next week.